everybody, thank you for checking out this episode on how to start a podcast in 2021. And really, this is the action-packed guide that I wish I had before I started my podcast. And I guarantee you, it's going to save you six months of on-the-job learning because we cover everything from choosing a topic to what type of show you should have, the equipment and software and hardware that you need, basically everything to get you started for free. So I think you're going to really love this episode. And if you're interested in downloading the presentation from this webinar, it's the first link in the show notes below. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So today we're really going to take you through the strategies, the tools, and the tips that you need to skip six months of the learning curve in one session. So these are really the, the learning points that I wish I had before going into the starting my own podcast. And within this episode, within this webinar, I really want to take you through the following things. An end-to-end takeaway of how you start, make, and produce a top podcast. So the first thing that we're going to start covering, and these are just the high-level overviews, but the first thing that we're going to be covering is the questions that you have to ask yourself before starting. Why are you starting a podcast? Why is it unique? Why is your podcast going to do better than the ones that are out there? These really will help frame the entire podcast in every single episode that you put out. It'll make sure that every episode has a purpose and that you meet that purpose. So we're going to go through those exact questions. The second thing we're going to go through is what are the different types of podcasts and which one works best for you? Are you better at interviewing or would you rather do a solo podcast? Which works better for your personality? So we're going to figure out how you, you learn about that and which one you should go with and the pros and cons of each. Next, we're going to go into how do you record, edit, and distribute your podcast onto all of the major podcasting platforms? So whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google, how do you get there? What software and hardware do you need? What kind of budget do you need to get going? We're going to get into all of those details. And last but not least, if you stick through to the end, I'm going to give you the tools and tips that will truly skip six months of the learning curve. These are the things that I wish I knew before I started because it really does give you a leg up and it gives you a way to think about how you should move forward with your podcast. So make sure to stay tuned for that. And then at the end, we're going to give 15 minutes for any of your questions. So make sure that anytime throughout this webinar, if you have any questions, note them down. And I, I highly recommend that you have a notepad with you or you, you have a computer Word doc file open with you and just make notes throughout and make sure to leave space for questions at the end. Okay, so just a little bit about me before we get into the topics, just very quickly so you have some context. I'm the host of two podcasts. One is the Next Move podcast where I share the strategies, stories, tools, and habits and routines of people who are making an impact in their fields. And the second podcast is the East of Stratford podcast, which is a Manchester United fan football channel. Then we talk about post-game reviews, lineups, all of this, everything Manchester United. And I also do help companies in a freelance capacity. I consult them on how to start podcasts for their businesses. So that's me. Okay, let's get started. Podcasting 101. What do you need to get started when you're making a podcast? So the first very big question that you have to ask yourself and I didn't do this at the start. I very much recommend you do this. Why do you want to start a podcast? And this is the same with every venture or anything that you do in life. You should understand why you are doing it, right? And a lot of people, they start these kind of things, whether it be a podcast or a YouTube channel or trying to be an actor or whatever it is, for a few different reasons. They want to, they want to be famous, right? They want to have money. They're doing it because they're bored and they want something to pass the time. And especially with the fame and money, it's not that these things are wrong. We all have a need to be recognized. We all want to be famous. We all want to be well-known. We all want to have money to be able to support ourselves, our lives, and live a great life. There's nothing wrong with these things. And there's, no, there's nothing wrong with if these are motivations for you to start a podcast. But I implore you, 
please do not start there. It is not the best place to start your podcast. And the reason is, as, as you will see in the final tools and tips, is that consistency and long-term thinking are huge factors to the success of your podcast. You have to be able to do this for the long term. It's not something that will go viral overnight. As much as you think, as much as you expect your podcast to do well, tailor down the expectations a little bit at the start. It takes a long time for listeners to fall in love with you, especially when it's audio. All they hear of you is your voice. It takes a long time for that to go great. There are podcasts that go viral very quickly, but there's several other reasons for that. If you're starting off with a low budget, it's not going to. What I implore of you is to start because of the love of a topic. It is crucial and will make sure that even if you have very few listeners, you still continue on because you love talking about that specific topic. And that's how I chose uh, on my podcast. So make sure it's fine if it's fame and money, it's fine. But make sure that's not the core place that you're starting. And I want to go through why podcasting is so unique as a venture. And if you haven't already started a podcast or are just starting a podcast, I really want to implore this to you and really tell you why it's so important to start a podcast and why it's better than other ventures out there. So someone was telling me a few years ago when I wanted to start a business of my own, I, I was telling them, look, I, I really, I just want to do my own thing and I want to start a startup. And this very wise person told me this and it stuck with me ever since. If you want to start any sort of venture, it has to do two things. One, you have to have more positive relationships at the end of that venture. It has to be something that brings more friends and more positive relationships into your life. Two, you have to learn from the experience. It has to be something where if everything goes to hell, if nothing works out, you have learned and you are more knowledgeable from the experience. So again, more positive relationships and more learning. And those are keys to happiness. Now, the reason why podcasting is unique is that it's impossible for you to fail because you always meet those two criteria. You will have more positive relationships in your life through many ways. If you have an interview show, you will have guests and you have built, you will have built relationships with them. And two, you will have fans and followings and a list, listenership and an audience that you are building a relationship with as well. So even if you have two listeners, three listeners, after six months, after a year, you haven't failed because you have more positive relationships in your life. And two, you will have learned from your guests. Every guest or every show that you do research on, if you're doing a podcast by yourself, you, have, you will have learned from the research experience or you will have learned from asking questions of people who come on your show. So you have more positive relationships and you have learned. The opposite, this is unique because in a startup, for example, you can start a business with your closest friends, right? You guys start a business, you love each other, you've been friends for many, many years. But then the business goes to hell and you start to have tension with your friends. And in many cases, I'm sure as all of you know, in Apple and in all these huge companies, you, you can lose relationships if don't, things don't go well. You can lose your best friends. All your employees, if you have to fire someone, you lose that relationship. And in a lot of cases in startups, you don't know why your, your business went to hell. You don't know why it failed. There's so many reasons. You know, it could be the HR department. It could be the culture in your organization. It could be missed projections and revenue. There's too many factors in a business that you really can't know. So if you fail, you just failed. You got nothing out of it. But in podcasting, you will always have something out of it. So I implore you, if you're just starting a podcast, keep going and think of this for the long term. And if you haven't, podcasting is an amazing venture that you should get into. Now let's dive a little deeper into choosing your topic, right? When you choose a topic, when you're doing this brainstorm, what do I want to talk about? Make sure that it is a topic that your friends, the way I, I put this criteria is it has to be a topic that your friends can't get you to shut up about, right? What's that topic where 
you can't stop thinking about, you can't stop talking about, even if your friends and family tell you to shut up, you don't, you can't shut up because you just love it so much and you think way too much about it. What are those topics in your life? And with everything on, the, on these slides, I'll relate it back to me so that you have an example. So with me, I love learning about productivity and I love learning about habits and routines that successful people do. And I love talking about it. So that's one of my podcasts. I love Manchester United. So I absolutely, and I think about them way too much. So I love talking about them in a podcast. What can you not get your friends to? What can you not shut up about? Make sure you're talking about that. That will keep you going in the long term. The second thing is, this is very, very important. I want you to note it down. You will be getting the slides after, but I really want you to note this down, is that the nicher and the weirder, the better. I want to say that again, the nicher and the weirder, the better. We're in a, such a great time in the world right now where anybody can be a content creator and talk about anything and, and earn lots of great money and, and have a great living out of it because we're not at the mercy of the television shows. So the example that I like to give is, is that of a Harry Potter show. A television will not, a TV station will not put up a show about why Harry Potter is such a good book or um, you know, the story of Ron Weasley or anything like that because they will not get the ROI because of the amount of money that it takes to make a TV show. To make a TV show, you have to make sure that you're getting lots of money on top of it to recoup your, your huge investment and to make more money, to make a profit. It costs hundreds of millions of dollars to make a TV show. To make a podcast, it costs zero. It costs zero to make a podcast. So if you think about the listenership, let's say there's a billion people on the planet that listen to podcasts. It's not there yet, but it's, it's, getting, it's getting closer. Let's say about a billion. There is enough people on the world in the world that like the same weird stuff that you like. If you're a huge Harry Potter fan, or let's say you're a huge Ron Weasley fan, you can have a whole podcast about the story of Ron Weasley about why J.K. Rowling wrote Ron Weasley the way she did, about the relationship between Ron and Hermione. Again, TV shows will never put that up. It won't make enough money. But for you, with zero startup costs, you can make a lot of money. And it's not just about the money. You will build a strong viewership. Because this, the and I'm not saying that it's weird to like Harry Potter, but it's a unique thing to be so obsessed about Harry Potter and think about it a lot. But there's a lot of people out there that are the exact same that are waiting for this content to come out. So embrace your weird and they will be strong fans of yours and they, they will never miss an episode. So the nicher and the weirder, the better and you can own that space. So here are two things that I want you to do right after this if you were considering starting a podcast. Brainstorm just two to three uh, topics that you can't get yourself to shut up about and your friends can't get you to shut up about, and our, our niche as well, are unique. Embrace your weird. There are, TV, there are podcasts about, there's this TV show in the US called The Gilmore Girls. It was made about 10 years ago. There's a podcast where two boys, it's a very, it's a show focused on, on two women, but there's a whole podcast that's a top 100 podcast called The Gilmore Boys that just talk about the TV show. That is as unique and weird as it can get, and it's a top 100 podcast. Brainstorm the weird and the things you can't get uh, you to shut up about. And read this article called A Thousand True Fans. A lot of us think we want millions of followers, we want millions of people listening to our podcast, but that can actually be the exact wrong thing to do. More fans, more listeners do not equal a better podcast in this world. Trust me on that stronger quality of listenership leads to things like more ad revenue, more, um, more revenue that you can get from your podcast. Make sure you keep that in mind. It's not about quantity. It is very much about quality. This is different than television shows. And this is just expanding on that point. Now, what other questions do you need to ask yourself? The, these are questions that I didn't ask myself at the start and it really took me off track. If you ask yourself these questions, it will frame every single episode you do because every episode has to achieve these things. 
The first one is why does my podcast exist? Why is it important for your podcast to exist in the world? What is it providing to the world? If you don't have a frame of reference here, you will not be, your episodes will go all over the place like mine did, and your listeners will get confused. There has to be one common reason that each episode exists to fulfill that reason. So the first thing is, why does your podcast exist? For me, I'll give you an example. My podcast exists, the next move, to share the strategies, stories, habits, and tools of people who are making an impact in their field. So every episode has to have tangible takeaways that showcase habits, showcase tools of successful people in their fields. There has to be a tangible takeaway from each episode in these areas. Make sure you know why your podcast exists or it'll be very confusing for your listenership. Two, this question can seem like, oh, why do I have to do it? Who are my audience and what do they look like? If you do not know what, who your audience are and who you're serving, how are you gonna know how to make your episodes more appealing to them? If you're just putting any content out in the dark, how, you, how are they going to like what you're putting out? You haven't thought about them before each episode, before each statement. And I, I like the, the comparison to, if you're a vegetarian going into a restaurant and I serve you chicken and fish, you're gonna be like, what the hell is this? I don't eat chicken, I don't eat fish. And you, you're gonna say, but this is what I'm serving. Even though you have vegetarian food on the menu, you have rice and dal. You could have served that, but you didn't even bother asking. You didn't even bother researching. You didn't bother checking. And now you have an unsatisfied restaurant diner and you have an unsatisfied listener. Find out what, who you want to showcase your, your podcast to, who you want to listen to your podcast and make for them. So for example, my podcast is made for 18 to 35 year olds who are looking for tangible ways to grow in entrepreneurship, health and fitness, and building a flexible life. Again, these are areas, this is where I niche in. I only talk about these three areas, entrepreneurship, health and fitness, and a flexible life, all merged into one. So I only get guests on the show that will share on all these three topics. And that's where I really niche in, and that's where my podcast is unique, and that's why you need to know what your audience wants, or else you'll be serving them chicken and fish, and they're vegetarian. The third very important take, uh, the very important question that you need to be asking yourself is, what do they want to take away from your show? What does your audience want to take away? Why are they listening to your show? What does each episode have to achieve? So for example, mine is to humanize the extraordinary. I've had amazing, amazingly successful people on my show, like Captain Raghu Rahman, who's a distinguished Indian military vet. And I've had... Um, Shamo, who's a coach to the Indian Cricket World Cup teams and Olympians, and Akanksha, who's a Hazari, who's just listed as a top 100 Indian female entrepreneur in the world. If, if I don't humanize these people, everyone will think of them as superheroes. But I want to show that they're all just like us, right? And I want them to share tangible things that people can, can copy and paste into their life. What do their mornings look like? How do they prioritize their life? These are things that every episode has to do. And if it doesn't do that, I do not put that podcast out because it's not achieving what my podcast is set out to do. And my listeners will be disappointed. So for example, again, if you're doing a Harry Potter show, make sure that this is not generic. Make sure it's not to entertain. It should not, your, your takeaway should not be to entertain. It's not specific enough. It should be, I want to highlight the nuances of the relationship between Ron and Hermione. I want to show why I feel that Ron was portrayed in this certain way. I want to um, really go into these details. It has to be granular. And each episode has to achieve that mission, has to. And the fourth question you need to be asking yourself, which is again, very important, is what is my unfair advantage, right? Why are you better fit to tell the story than other people? And I hope you're writing these questions down. Again, you will get the slides, but write down as you're going. Why are you better than other people at telling the story? And I'll, I'll give the Harry Potter example as well. You may have read the Harry Potter book 20 times, the books over and over again, 
So you are the foremost expert on this planet about Harry Potter. So you are better fit to talk about it because you have read and reread and watched all the movies over and over again. Not many people out there know Harry Potter better than you do. Why are you best fit to tell this story? Make sure you're asking yourself that. And it doesn't have to be that you are where you want to be yet. So for example, maybe you're not an expert on Harry Potter yet, but you're reading the books and you'll get there. And when you're doing your, your podcast, you'll get there. But even if you're not there yet, you have to be building toward it. So what is your unfair advantage? Now, a few checklists. Again, there's, you have to ask yourself all these questions before you start. But now you're getting closer to starting. Now you understand why your podcast exists, what you're trying to do with the show. You understand that you have to be thinking long-term and results aren't going to come overnight. And you're not doing it for fame and money, but you're doing it because you love it. Now you got to start actually working toward getting an episode out there. So what do you need to do? You need to choose a really good name. It is very important to pick a name that represents the face of the show. And what I recommend is five syllables at the max. Your podcast should not be hard to say. It should not be hard for me to recommend your podcast to a friend because your title is 10 words long, right? And you have to think about... Most people listen to podcasts on their phones. And if your title is so long, it's not going to fit on the podcast app. And it'll end with dot, dot, dot. Make sure it's five syllables, easy to say, and easy to tell other people. The other thing is you should include something about the topic related to your title. So for example, if you're doing a podcast about startups or entrepreneurship, call it the Startup 101 Show or the Entrepreneurship in India Show, right? The reason why this is important is, and I didn't do this, and I wish I did it, so I wish someone told me this before I started, is because all these podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, they're all search engines, right? Just like Google's search engine, all of these podcast platforms are search engines. So if someone types in Startup 101, they will get your show, or Startups in India, or Startups wherever, they will get your show, more likely, especially as you grow they're more likely to, your shows to pop up. But if your show's name is, is completely irrelevant to it, it won't pop up. And there's a lot more with SEO and marketing that we can get into in future webinars. So make sure to let me know if, if that's something you want to do. But for now, just make sure that you have something related to your topic in your title. The next very important thing is you have to create artwork that looks amazing. People judge a book by its cover. It's a fact. It may not be the best thing to do, but it's a fact. I've read many books that don't have nice covers, but I, I definitely don't pick them off the bookshelf first. When you are scrolling through podcast platforms, there's thousands of podcasts, right? If your graphic doesn't look good, nobody's going to press on it. It's just not going to, it's not appealing to them. Nobody's going to press it. Just like nobody would order food that looks bad off of a menu. It has to look really good. Now, how do you make a really good looking artwork? And let's say you're not artistic at all, right? You don't know how to use all the comprehensive tools like Photoshop and uh, all these different things, Figma. There's something called Canva, C-A-N-V-A.com. It is a self-service design tool that anybody can use. They have pre-made templates, especially in podcasts, they have podcast templates if you type it in. And all you have to do is change up the color and change up a few. You can add images. You can change the wording. And it's so easy to make artwork and good-looking artwork. But And it's really, really easy. There's no courses you have to do to learn it. It's very simple and intuitive. But if then you really feel like, oh, I still don't have a design sense and I don't enjoy it, it's not coming out well, then you can use a freelance platform and outsource this. It is very cheap. There's platforms like freelance.com, Fiverr, Upwork. These are very good places that you can outsource your, um, your artwork to someone who loves doing this and who's good at it. And it's not expensive at all. It's about 500 to 1,000 rupees at max. This is a very crucial um, part of your show. So if you're not confident using Canva, which is really easy, use Fiverr to outsource this work. 
Now, what type of show should you be doing? Before we go into this, I kind of want to go into the pros and cons of the two major types of, of shows that you can do, right? So you can do interview shows, or you can do solo podcasts where you're podcasting by yourself and you're, you're just talking and people will follow along. Let's start with the pros and cons of interviews. And these two will, you know, they'll cover each other a little bit, but let's start with interviews. So the amazing thing about interviews is that you will build more positive relationships. You will build more relationships because you will have guests on your show. It's a great way to build your network and it's a great way to meet new people, right? Get, that's, that's a great way reason to have guests on your show. You'll meet new and interesting people. You'll expand your network and your conversational skills will improve drastically. That has been one of the biggest takeaways for me from my podcast. My ability to talk to anybody has gotten a lot, lot better. So your conversational skills will improve drastically. And it can also accelerate the growth of your podcast, especially if you get well-known people onto your show. If they share it, and they share it on their social media platforms, they share it on LinkedIn, wherever it is, you're exponentially growing your show because you get their followership too to check out your show. So that's really, really important. Now, the cons, it takes a lot of effort to book guests onto your show, especially if you're trying to get high-profile people onto your show. To get people's schedule to work with yours and to, uh, to even convince people to come on your show, especially if you're really small, which we'll get into. We'll talk about that later, how you do that. But it takes a lot of effort, a lot of effort. I spend at least eight hours a week just researching and emailing guests to come on my show. It is not easy. It is very difficult. So make sure you're considering that before you start an interview show. Yeah, again, you're dependent on their schedule. Last minute, guests can say, I'm really sorry, but I got busy and I can't do this time. We'll have to do next week. And that can really derail the schedule of your show, especially if you promised your fans that this person will be coming on, right? You're, you're potentially losing credibility. So those are the two cons. It's hard to schedule guests to come on your show. Now, the pros of starting a solo podcast. There are many. Uh, I don't do it, but there are many. It's that you can create a, a greater amount of content because you're not dependent on anybody else's schedule. It's the opposite of the interview. You, you're just dependent on your own time and your own ability to research a topic that you want to go into. You can create a show whenever you want, whenever it works with your schedule. You're, you have much more flexibility and it's much less, less likely that you'll miss a week and much less likely that you'll miss an episode. And you can also be much more creative. In an interview, the success of the, of the podcast depends on what somebody else says. And th there is a lot of what questions you should be asking, which again, we can create another webinar just on that if you guys would like. But there is a lot on, on what questions you ask and how you... Uh, how much you've researched and all of that. But if someone doesn't say anything that's interesting, your podcast will go flat. Here, you're not dependent on anybody else's script or what they are saying. You are dependent on how much effort you have put into creating your podcast outline by yourself. And that can be extremely liberating and extremely free because you're not trying to get someone to say something that they're not saying. The cons are that you have to be very creative with the way you edit your podcast. People don't enjoy, they get bored of one person speaking for such a long, prolonged period of time. With that, you have to be adding music, you have to be adding more layering. It's very tough to keep people for a long time. But when you have interviews, you have two opinions and two voices. Just that change in tone can have a huge impact on people's listenership. So just know if you're going to go into solo podcasting, make sure you're prepared to do more highly edited podcasts, because which takes time to learn. But, uh, and it takes much more time to edit than the interviews, but make sure you, you know that going into it. And you also miss all the benefits that we listed from interviews. You don't get more positive relationships directly with guests. You don't build your network. You do great. You, you can create more positive relationships by uh, interacting with your community and your listenership, but you don't get it directly through guests. And, and that is uh, kind of a con. And, you know, feel free to do both when you're putting out your show. But don't confuse your audience. Make sure they know if you do an interview podcast and some solo podcast, that's fine. 
but pick one to be your main and then you can you can incorporate a little bit of the two but just don't confuse your listenership especially while starting now if you were doing an interview show like i said it takes a lot of effort to get guests onto your onto your podcast right how do you get them onto your show how do you do this now the way i have gone about it and the way i think about it is you need to really show people that you care so what i do is especially if you're getting high profile profile people onto your show so what i do is i pick a dream list of 10 people that i want to have on my show and and i write a short sentence of why i want to have them on what impact they will have to my show and then i find their email ids online so you can use tools like clearbit email finder hunter.io and rocketreach these are all free tools and they're very self explanatory again we can go into another webinar about how exactly you use those tools um but it's very easy to people get people's email ids and then you should do a lot of research into each guest before you send an email what is their mission what are they trying to achieve with their life and what have they already achieved and what are some unique stories about them that you can relate to you have to have this information ready do at least 30 minutes of research before then when you're writing your email this is the exact structure that i use this is exactly how my email looks first i say why their mission is important to me so i need to know what their mission is really strongly and i have to say why i find it great and then then i acknowledge all the things that they're doing on why it's so important then i ask them very politely would you come on the show and then i say there's no hard feelings if you can't come on the show i completely get it you're busy don't worry about it but through sharing a story that resonates with them and and why i find their mission so great they get a thousand emails a day 2000 emails they're not going to reply to your to your email if you're just control c and control v right you need to make sure that people are you need to make sure people really enjoy your email and they need to see that you care about what you're doing you're not just control seeing and being because they will say this is just spam i'm rejecting it but if you put effort into it i've had people reply to me especially when i was a really small podcast saying the reason why i accepted your invitation was because of how much effort you put into the email so make sure you're putting this much effort into your email they will appreciate it and you're more likely to be much more successful with your emails now um let's get into how do you actually record and edit your show there's so many tools there's so many softwares the paid and free that you can use now i'm going to take you the through the free and i'm going to take you through the paid the free software that you can use if you're a windows user you can use audacity you can also use it for mac but i i would recommend other tools for mac it's it's a tool that you can use to record as well as edit now if you're doing an interview show note this down you cannot record an interview through audacity you can only record solo podcasts but you can edit interview files interview shows on audacity just by moving the file in again we can do another webinar on this if you're interested on how exactly to edit now the next tool which is free which i highly recommend is anchor.fm you can do interview shows you can do solo shows it really helps you with the editing and makes it extremely easy you can do it from your phone as well which is incredible you can also do it from your computer it gives you sounds to edit with introductions all of this kind of stuff and it's you just click a button and it distributes all your episodes to all the major podcast platforms so it's really really a great free and easy tool to get started with the next is a tool called zencaster this is great for both individual and um uh interview podcasts and the great thing about zencaster again it's free is is that it records both the audio files of both yourself and the interviewee as separate files so you can edit them separately so for example if your audio is great you have a great microphone but their audio was awful you can more highly produce their you can more highly edit their audio so it's a very good tool for that 
And if you're a Mac user, GarageBand is very simple. It's very easy, easy to use. Same way as Audacity. You can't record interview podcasts there, but you can record solo podcasts and you can edit interview podcasts later. Now, if you use doing an interview show with video, right? The way I do my podcast is both video and audio. You should use Zoom. It's the best video extraction quality, but there's a little bit of a fee. It's, it's 1,100 rupees per month. So it's, it's, it's not too expensive, but it is decently expensive. So, but if you wanna have video, I highly recommend um, using Zoom. And there's a show called Squad, there's a, there's a uh, platform called Squadcast, which is an amazing tool, but it's just for audio. And it, is the, it will give you the best audio when you compare it to all these free platforms on the side. The quality will be the highest. But it's twelve. Uh, it's it's twelve hundred rupees a month, which again is decently expensive. So if you're looking for top top the top of the line for just audio, it's Squadcast. And if you're looking for great audio and video, it's Zoom. But Anchor.fm is a great place to get started because it's super easy. Now microphones. This is a question that everybody asks. Um, microphones can be very expensive. I'm not gonna lie. You don't have to start with a microphone. You can start with a pair of headphones. And I implore you to start with a pair of headphones. But in, in podcasting, microphone is the first thing that you should upgrade because audio quality does have a huge impact. And the two part of the microphones that I recommend are the Blue Yeti. It's a USB microphone that plugs straight into your computer. It's 11,500 rupees. And the Audio-Technica AT2020 which again is a USB microphone. These are beginner microphones. It, it costs 12,500 rupees. And the Audio-Technica is the one I have and I find it great, but you don't have to start here. And I recommend you don't start there. Once you're consistent, get there. And again, I wanna, I wanna frame very, very crucially, start with all of the free tools, all of the free software, all of the free hardware, make sure you are starting there. Because 95% of the great podcast comes by using tools like Anchor, by using your, your headphones. The content is the most important thing. The 5% is the fancy microphones and software and the video camera. The rest, you can use your phone if you wanna do video. Don't invest there until you are consistent. Once you have proven to yourself that you love this and you enjoy it and you're gonna do it for the next five years, if you can say that, then you invest. And it will up your, grade your podcast, but the most important thing is the content. And this is why podcasting is great. You can start for free. Now, another question that's all, that you get all of the time is how do you get your podcast on to all of the major platforms? And again, I wanna say anchor here, and I wanted to highlight it. It is so easy to either record from there or upload your file onto anchor and get it onto all of the major platforms, Google's, Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. It's very easy and within five minutes, you can have it on all these platforms. It's very self-explanatory. And just as a side note, if you're using YouTube as well, if you wanna do a video podcast, use YouTube. Again, YouTube is very self-explanatory to upload your uh, videos onto. So I can't recommend Anchor enough. There's other tools that you can use out there that are like Buzzsprout, which are very complicated. You can potentially do more with them but it's it's just so complex to use and you're going to get so tired of the ui and ux and sometimes they cost more so don't use them trust me start with anchor you can always move later now i kind of want to end here these are the the and if thank you guys for staying for so long these are the tools and tips that i guarantee you if you keep these in your mind very strongly you will save six months of your learning curve it is very important that you keep these things in mind. And I wish I knew this before. The first is before you start, bulk record at least five podcasts to have ready to go live and continually top it up as you go. So what do I mean? You never want to go week to week scratching together a podcast to get it live on a particular date that you said. This is my biggest learning because First of all, if you're always scratching to get a podcast out last minute before you, you said you're going to, let's say 
you release your podcast Sundays and you've told your audience that, you never want to miss a week, first of all. And especially if you're doing interview shows, you can miss a week if someone changes the schedule and you're not going to get there because you don't have any backup podcasts. You don't want uh, your listenership to be disappointed. Even if you have one listener, you don't want to disappoint that one person saying, why did you not upload an episode? You said you were going to. And a lot of times with interviews, it's out of your hand. So always have five in backup and continually refresh that five because you can get sick as well. You can go on vacation, but you never want to miss a week. Please, I want to restress this. Write this down 10 times. I've learned this the hard way. I've had people emailing me said, you said you were going to upload this Sunday, but you didn't. Never miss a week. Do not disappoint even one person who's listening to your show. Please, please trust me. Take that to heart. The second most important thing is consistency, consistency, and more consistency. This is going off the first point, but you never want to miss a week. You always want to be in the game, and you never want to disappoint the people listening to you. So make sure you pick a schedule, you pick a time. It can be two times a week, it can be one times a week, but you never miss that. And it, it goes into the other point of thinking for the long term. In the podcasting world, as I've stressed earlier, you can your podcast can take years before it's successful. Years. Be ready to dedicate two, three, four, five years to your podcast. And again, if you love the, the topic, you will never get bored of talking about it, even if you don't have listeners. And again, podcasting, you can't fail, as we talked about earlier, because you will always gain. So just keep in mind that podcasts don't go viral overnight. So don't wake up and check how many views you got or listens you got or shares you got. Do not do that because you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Again, it takes a long time for your audio to build a connection with your listeners. So if you have one person, keep producing for them. I want to stress that. And the big thing with thinking long-term is that 99.999% of people, obviously not a real statistic, but most people will quit. So if you can just stay around long enough and you're the one talking about Harry Potter after five years, everybody else would have quit after six months. You will be that go-to podcast, I assure you. Everybody else quits, but you don't quit. You will not quit. And that will make you successful over the long term. Don't get obsessed about the numbers. And... Uh, arguably, potentially, again, one of the most important is constantly innovate. If you're doing a show for three, four months and you see it's not really growing or people aren't resonating with it, it's just staying stagnant, you're doing, you're not innovating. You're, you're, you're just producing the same thing and just hoping and praying that it, it gets better. You need to be innovating. You need to be going and checking your analytics and saying, at five minutes, why are people dropping off my show? Then go back and listen from two minutes to seven minutes and see why people are dropping off. Were you too monotone? Was your guest too monotone? Should you have cut something your guest said because it was getting too boring and too drawn out? Make sure you're checking this and you're innovating. You're trying different types of episodes. You're trying short form. You're trying long form. You're trying highly edited. You're trying several different ways, topics, to please your audience. And as you go forward over months and then years, you will choose the one that works best. Constantly innovate. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's not going to work. And the last thing I want to stress is quality over quantity every single day of the week, right? And again, this goes to the first point of having podcasts as backup at all times. If you don't have backup, you will get into the phase of, I just need to get it out. So I'm just going to put something shit out. So excuse my language, but you just going to put something poor quality out, right? You never want to do that. You always want to put out something that you're proud of putting out. So make sure that everything you're doing, you've put a lot of research and effort into. And you've re-listened to it and you know that it's good before you put it out. You don't get too many first impressions. You want to make sure that every first impression works. And in podcasting, the biggest thing is word of mouth. 
when you're growing your podcast. Again, we can go into marketing later and we can do a separate webinar. So please let us know if you want that. But the biggest thing is word of mouth. If I really love your podcast, I'm going to tell my friend about it. And that friend is going to tell their friend. That's how podcasts grow, not through social media marketing, through word of mouth. And people will only talk to their friends about something they, that they listen to if they love it. So make something that's quality, make sure they love it. Um, and those are the, the big tips. Now, that's kind of the end of the information uh, aspect. I, I'd love for you to get in touch with me. Uh, again, I'm Arman Kendri. I host the Next Move podcast, which I'd love for you to check out. We're both on YouTube and Spotify. It shares the strategies, stories, habits, and exact routines of people who are very successful in their fields. And you can copy and paste those strategies into your own life. So I would highly implore you to check that out if you haven't already. You can you know, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, but please reach out to me. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to talk to you. Email me anytime you want with any questions. I'm very responsive over email. Send me an email with any single question you have. It doesn't have to be about podcasting. It can be about anything. Please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. And I want to say thank you so much for listening to this webinar. Um, again, if you would like future webinars on exact equipment, how do you edit podcasts exactly? Uh, you know, going into depth, how do you market your podcast and grow your podcast effectively? We can have these separate webinars and make sure to email me at armandkendri14 at gmail.com if you're interested in it. But now we're gonna get into the Q&A. We have the last 15 minutes just for that. And I'm gonna pull up your questions now and go through them. So Shub41401 asked, is it possible to have a podcast just like a rap battle? Two YouTubers roast each other live on their podcast. Uh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, of course. Again, I want to go back to niche and weird. If you like rap battle podcasts, I tell you, there's many other people who like rap podcasts. You're not the only uh, rap battle podcast. You're not the only one out there. In, I can't stress enough, embrace your weird. Embrace the most unique thing about yourself and make a podcast about it. You will love it. And there's, trust me, there's enough weird and unique people out there, enough to make a great living that like that too. So thanks for that question, Shub. The second question comes from Jigya, Jigya Sahir, Sahir Rawat. I hope I, I didn't uh, butcher your name too much. Uh, it asked, how were you first motivated to go live? I love this question, Shabbat. Thank you so much for asking it. I've always enjoyed talking to people and having conversations and meeting new people. And I always want to do it. And I've, I've always found a lot of fun doing it. So I, I really wanted to, especially I started my podcast just before we went into lockdown. I wanted to keep building these relationships. And I wanted, I first started by wanting to know what startups were doing in India. So I had that information thirst. And I wanted to know more about the specific topics of what successful people were doing to make them successful. And I found all other podcasts to be such high level stories and gyan that you can't really take any way, anything away from. So I said, I promise I'll make my podcast full of tangible takeaways. So it'll be beneficial for me and the listenership. So that's what really motivated me it's because I didn't see there was anything out there that I really wanted. So, but you can do that for anything. You can just enjoy talking about anything and want to put that out. So that's what motivated me. The next question comes from Apurv Aditya Singh 16. How could we invite celebrities in our podcasts and what would attract them to join it? Great question. Like I was saying earlier, and you will get all these slides, rest assured. To get successful and highly busy people onto your show, you have to show that you care about them. You have to put a lot of research into caring about them. So if you control, if you copy and paste an email that you sent to a thousand people, why would they come on your show? Especially if you're small. But if you write an incredible, if you write an incredible email that makes them say, wow, this person really cares about me. I get 999 emails 
from people who don't care. They just want my time because I'm famous. But if you're that one person that says, I, I really love you because of X, Y, Z, and this is how you've had an impact in my life, they will come on your show because you care. I can't tell you how many people have come on my show just because I cared a lot about them. And they would say, no matter if you're small or not, that email deserves my time. Make sure you're putting a lot of time into your emails. And email me at armankandari14 if you want to see some of the emails that I've used. Email me and I will send them to you. And you can use those as a template to send them, uh, send your own emails to podcasts and to, to celebrities and famous people and big entrepreneurs. From being a very small podcast, I've gotten very big people onto my show, which really helps grow your show as well. So make sure you're doing that. Rohan1901 asks, can podcasting be a full-time job by which we can earn money enough to quit my regular nine-to-five job? Great question. Great question, Rohan. Yes, it can. And I implore you to read Kevin Kelly's article, like I said earlier, on a thousand true fans. You don't have to have a million people to create a, a podcast that you can live off of. You just have to have a thousand people that truly love your show and want to listen to it. And will if you if you create an ad, people will buy from that because they trust your voice. And that's a very important to think of thing to think about ethically as well. You're going to be a trustful factor if you're at a point where you're getting enough listeners where you can sell ads. Make sure you're not selling snake oil products. Make sure you're treating the fans with the, the respect they deserve because they're spending their time with you and they trust you. Do not mislead that trust. That's the biggest way to lose fans and to, to ruin your reputation. So you can make money. It takes. It can take years. It can take years. So again, you have to be thinking for the long term. And I, I can do a whole separate webinar. Again, email me at armandkinbury14 at gmail.com on monetization. Um, but you, the way you make money is through ads where companies say that they want to advertise on your podcast because they, they think that you have great viewership. Or you can make money on affiliate marketing, which is, again is very similar. But you say, for example, my phone is a OnePlus. And if OnePlus was to sponsor me, I would mention their phone in my podcast. So those are the two major ways that you can make money. And there's so many ancillary ways like selling merchandise or selling a book or, or doing paid webinars that you can make money or consultations. Um, but again, we can go into that in a separate webinar. If you're interested, please reach out. Um, Anish, Anisha Jadav992 asks, what is one podcast interview question that you really love asking and why? Uh, I love this question because this is something that I take, I put so much effort into thinking about. And I have a few questions that I really love asking. One is, what is a non-negotiable habit that you have to do or series of habits that you have to do every single day to feel like you had a successful day? So because they'll say things like meditation or exercise and specific exercises. And it's so great because you can just Take those and put it into your life. Another great question that I found that I've got the greatest results from is when you ask a guest to describe what is a dark period in your life and could you please explain why it was a dark period and how you overcame it? I can't stress the, the amazingness of this question enough. The, the biggest thing with podcasts is sometimes people just say, oh, I'm so successful. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. Well, you can't learn anything from that. You learn from the tough times and you, you can feel related to the person on the podcast if they, if they come down to your level and they show they're not a superhero at all times, right? Everyone had rough beginnings. So if you can show, if you can get them to talk about a dark period and go into depth and tell you how they came out of it. I was in a depression. And I used XYZ to stop drinking alcohol. I started exercising when I didn't feel like it. I started reading this book. These are the things that people want to take away. So ask questions that make people feel vulnerable and make people give you tangible takeaways. Don't let people go high level because your audience can't take anything away from a high level Gyan story. Again, make sure that people get vulnerable and tangible takeaways. 
These are the most important questions that you can ask in your podcast. And again, I love this, this question. We can, we can do a whole webinar about that if you're interested. So reach out, Anisha. Uh, Nikhil Alatgai asks, what's one thing you wish you had known before you had began your career? Uh, I'm assuming in podcasting. The biggest thing I wish I knew was the first from the, the, pre, the previous slide, which is bulk record your podcasts. You are building trust with your listenership. Do not compromise that trust. One of the ways you build that trust is by always showing up. You always have an episode. You said Sunday, you will be there Sunday. No matter what, you will be there. And if you're leaving episodes to the last minute to record, you may miss one, especially if you're doing interviews. So the most important thing I've learned is always to have five backup. I will never miss a week from now because I've done it and I've learned the hard way. Again, like I said earlier, I've had fans say, email me and say, you said you were going to release a podcast. Do not let them down. Your audience trust, even if it's one person, two people, is the most important thing. Um, so great question, Nikhil, thank you. The next question comes from Akshata, uh, Akshata Naik. Akshata Naik. Sorry if I'm saying your, your name wrong. Uh, what is the one common myth about your pref profession or field that you want to debunk? Uh, the, the one common myth is that you make money very fast, which is not true. It takes a long time to make money in this field. It takes a not long time to go back to um, Rohan's question earlier, to make money in this field because it takes a long time to build trust with people. So that is the one uncommon thing. People think they'll start YouTube channels or they'll start podcasts and they'll blow up. It, it doesn't. And another un, uh, myth that people think is that it's easy, that it doesn't take much time. I assure you, if you're doing a good podcast, it, it can be a full-time job. It takes a lot of effort to research guests, to invite them onto your show, to prepare your podcast, to edit your podcast, and then to market your podcast. It is not easy. You may look up to successful podcasters or, or YouTubers or anything like that and say, oh, that's so easy. They just get a camera or a microphone and they record themselves. Trust me, there's a lot more that goes into it. It's a full-time job. If you're gonna do this, don't half-ass it, do it properly. So we have a few more questions and a few more minutes left. So I wanna get through them quickly. Uh, Abhijit Verma 10496 asks, how do you get listeners to end of your podcast? What are the main points to be taken care of? Beautiful question. This is such a great question. And again, we can do a separate webinar here, but uh, Abhijit, to tell you, there's a rule in podcasting. Every 90 seconds, there needs to be a change in something in your podcast. I'll repeat that. Every 90 seconds, there needs to be a change in something in your podcast. So for example, if I talk for 90 seconds straight, the audience will get bored. So I need to add a piece of music or I need to get my guests to start speaking. And they can't speak for long, longer than 90 seconds as well. I need to add something that slightly changes the podcast and what I'm listening to just to keep me refreshed. So every 90 seconds, add a different stimuli. And that will, trust me, that little tool has has gotten my audience retention and I have long podcasts, one hour long plus podcasts, that little tool has gotten my retention percentages to be so much higher. So again, 90, every 90 seconds, change the tone or change some stimuli. Another question is, KN asks, how do you get attractive content for a series of podcasts? Um, I assume this means how do you get the inspiration for content and that people will resonate with? This is a question of SEO and stuff as well. When you're doing research for your podcast, you should be checking out on Google, what are people asking about this specific topic? And if you're seeing a lot of people are asking, again, back to Harry Potter, they're asking a lot about why Ron Weasley has, you know, why he got selected into Gryffindor, right? You have to, if, since you're the expert on Harry Potter, you can answer that question. So research what other people are asking on Google and then answer those questions. It's a great way to come up with content. And just last, uh, we can go into that in a separate webinar. Sagar Biswari asks, did you ever feel like leaving your podcast in between? Ooh, I wish I had more than a minute to answer this question, but I felt like it so many times. 
there were so many times where my show was not getting enough listens and I would be so down on myself. I would say, why is this not doing well? I'm putting so much effort into this and I'm getting so little people who are listening. Is it worth it? And there's so many times where I wanted to quit. But again, the thing that kept me going is that I truly learned from the people who were coming on the show and I was building positive relationships and I enjoyed talking about what I was talking about. So that's what kept me going. So trust me, I felt like many times when my numbers were down, Sagar, but if you love what you're talking about and you're learning from it and you're building relationships, you're not going to want to quit. So I think these were some great questions. You know, anybody please email me at armankane314 at gmail.com with any more questions, statements, future webinars that you like, what kind of interview questions should we ask, marketing, anything of the sort, please make sure to reach out. And yeah, thank you so much for spending an hour on your Saturday with us. I really appreciate it. And we'll definitely have another one. See you guys in the future.